0: my job to reveal to you the mind of the Lord to reveal to you the will of the Lord that's my job then you decide I've never seen any president of any nation so badly insulted so badly trash like mr. Trump of the US no other nations have ever done that to their presidents or to their prime ministers, you know the utter disrespect that the general American people have for their head of state that is very, very contemptuous it's not the man, it's the office so whoever sits in that chair deserves to be respected deserves to be honored Suddenly, I saw a vision. And the Lord began to speak to me about the United States again. And he said, three powerful prince angels are stationed with President Trump. And they will strengthen him and he will triumph. So what exactly that word triumph means, I don't know. So I don't want to add in my own opinion or commentary there. And the Lord Jesus said this, I love him. He is my servant. And when the Lord Jesus spoke that, I saw tears coming down his eyes. He said, I love him. He is my servant. He will fulfill my will for this nation As well as for Israel. If the Christians in this country will gather together in groups, in churches, to pray sincerely without prejudice and bias, then I will push back the enemy's plans to thwart Trump. You will never know his heart. But God is seeing his heart. And he's saying, he's fighting for survival. Not even the next term, you know. Even to finish his term, he's fighting for his survival. He's a broken man. The very people who should support him, even if they turn against him, the evangelical Christians, if they turn against him, then you lose all hope, isn't it? So I will show him my favor and shower my grace upon him for he is a broken man within him and fights for survival. All the nasty attacks against him show the sinful an evil nature of the majority of the people of this nation who want unrighteousness to triumph mr trump should continue for another term for god's purposes to be done for this nation which means they are not finished yet god wants to give you another four years of grace Four years to restart something. Restart, it's a restart. So this first four years was just following the ground, following the ground. So the next four years will be for the seeds to germinate, for the shoots to come, and for flowers to come, and for fruits to come, and the tree to blossom and grow. And you will be, once more, be a respected nation.
1: I think there was one more part where he was, you know, he put the, um, the scales on the pulpit, and there was one more word he was going to say that, basically, the... Things hang in the balance, and it's going to be up to the church to rise up in this hour. You know, we have to speak the truth. How many of you know that? We have to live the truth. We have to walk in. Was it Paul that said, I have no greater joy than to see my, the children walking in the truth? And we're to be walking in the truth, but we are to speak the truth. And uh, we cannot back off. My own opinion. I'm going to share some things, and I'm going to get in the Word. You guys with me? I'm gonna get. I've got something from the Lord, but I have to deal with a few things first. Because who else is gonna do it? You know, it's it's us. The church is the pillar and the support of the truth. If we don't tell the truth, then the truth will not be made known. I believe with all of my heart, our nation is hanging in the balance, and that there's there is that there is that plumb line that God is setting between the righteous and the wicked many in this hour and I believe there are governors there are mayors that are rising up across the land and they're saying it's for me and my state me and my region me and my city we're going to serve the Lord and there are others that are saying just the opposite I saw where our own governor is encouraging the cities and the counties to go back and limit to 10 groups of 10 you cannot Assemble with no more than 10 people Well so much for that The Lord said do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together And besides our constitution guarantees it So I have a problem with our governor And the word has a problem with him And I'm praying that he be defeated I'm just going to tell you the truth I'm praying that God raise up righteous governors Righteous mayors Not those that will bow to the tyranny of the hour Anyway i got to keep my cool this morning And I'm going to do that But I feel like the Lord's saying How long will you falter between two opinions If the Lord is God Follow him If Baal is God Then, then follow him And you know In that scripture it's said That the people answered not a word Do you know That if, if you refuse To answer in this hour Guess what you're doing You're answering You're answering Jesus said come and follow me you just sat there you wouldn't be known as a follower you had to get up and you had to follow him and a lot of people are going to cast their vote now I'm going to talk about that but I want to show you something now I'm not this is not what I'm preaching yet but it's what I'm preaching you guys with me you got to see this and then you can't leave anybody leave I'm going to pull you back I don't care how you vote I mean I do care but I can't tell you how to vote that's there's something more that God is after anyway look at this in Malachi and um, chapter 3 I'm going to show you some things look in verse 15 because I believe that God is setting the mark he's dividing the righteous from the wicked the wheat from the tares the sheep from the goat the left from the right I always wondered about that scripture Lord did When when you said left and right, do you mean left and right? Now, I don't know if he did or not. All I know is what he said. He's dividing, you know, those that love God, those that don't, and all of these things. It's all through the Scripture. I remember a few years ago, I saw a Scripture hanging up here. Now, we never put it up there, but I should have. He said, you think I came to bring a sword or bring peace? I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword to divide Fathers from their children I mean he goes on Jesus said some things that today Would be most uncomfortable in a lot of settings You know that I don't know if he'd be invited To some churches today in America In fact I don't know if he'd be invited To a lot of churches in America Because he might Throw some things out You know of the temple Like he did but anyway let's go on and read this Stay with me Say so now now you know there's a now but there's coming a then The then will be the now All right, let me show you what are you talking about So now we call the proud blessed For those who do wickedness are raised up They're built up They're promoted They even tempt God and they go free It looks like the wicked have the upper hand They have the loudest voices right well look, look what else it says Then say then Amen. So there's the now and the then He's not talking about the past then he's talking about a future Then those who feared the Lord Spoke to one another Now that's a good sign right there When people speak to one another Especially in the church That is a good thing And if you fear the Lord in this hour You won't fear COVID You won't fear cancer. You won't fear the devils. You'll you have a holy fear of God. Does that sound pretty good? I'd rather fear God. If you fear God, the other things are going to fall into place. Anyway, those who feared God spoke to one another. You know what will bring great unity? Great fear. The fear of God will bring great unity. And the Lord listened and heard them. Amen. Great prayer will come out of great fear, great unity, and great answers to prayer. So a book of remembrance was written before him For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name, they shall be mine, says the Lord, on the day that I make them my jewels. But look in verse 18. Here's one of those thens. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and who? And the wicked. Between one who serves God and the one who does not serve God. So what is he saying in this? God says, I'm going to make a distinction in the land. And I'm going to separate those who love me from those who do not love me. From those who serve me, from those who really don't. So how many of you are okay with that? And there are choices being made in this hour. The people are going to have to choose. When the people walk in the voting booth, Nobody may know who they vote for, but I'm telling you, God is watching. Now I'm not—I'm I'm trying not to go somewhere where I'm going because because they say there's a law that says you can't do that. I'm under the law of God, not the laws of man. But I respect the law. I render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God. But God is a little bit higher in my estimation than Caesar. I'm, a, I'm going to honor Caesar But I'm going to honor God So here's some choices that are going to be made today Between the righteous and the unrighteous You know, I wonder If, if God found ten righteous, he spared yep. Right? Sodom and Gomorrah I don't know what that number will be But I think God's looking for ten righteous in America today And he'll have to determine what the number, what does that mean? Many are going to choose between life and death when they make that vote. They're going to choose between right and wrong. I saw the stats. You would not believe how many people no longer believe there is truth anymore in America. I saw the stats. In one party, it's like way up there. You'd be mind boggled of how many people believe there's no truth. That you can define truth for yourself. It's what you believe is right and what you believe is wrong, is right or wrong. But then in the other party there were so many, and the millennial generation. And it's because they've been taught that. There's no right or wrong. Can I tell you there is a right or wrong? And anyway, there are many things that people are gonna make choices in this hour. And you know the priest In the Old Testament They had to tell the people What was right from what was wrong The holy from the unholy If they didn't do it Who was going to do it? No one The people would follow the unholy The priest had to make the distinction They had to tell you This is holy This is unholy So the people could extract the precious from the vile Now like Sadhu. I can't tell you who to vote for, but I can tell you this is a moment of decision in America, generally, but also individually. You know, I remember at the beginning of 2020, we heard all these prophecies. This is gonna be the year where everybody's gonna start seeing clearly, 2020 vision. Well, so much for that prophecy. (laughs) Things have become so murky and so confused. But you know what really happened is It became a year of division Though the gap between has grown greater And it's also a year to choose who you're going to follow Which vision you're going to follow Either you're going to follow the vision that God has for the nation Or you're going to follow your own vision Do you know there's a way that seems right to men But the end thereof leads to destruction So we're going to have to determine, okay, God, what is your vision for my family? What is your vision for America? And then you're going to have to follow it. Now, before I get into the Word, I have to do this, because this is probably the last Sunday we're going to get a chance to do it. Next Sunday, we need to spend a lot of time on our faces. Anyway, I'll, I'll try to get there. But number one, I saw a sign this week. This is what this one party believes in. So let's talk about what they believe in. Number one, abortion. I want to show you something in the scripture. Leviticus chapter 20. Now when I read this, those people that that say, well, I don't know anything about that, you're not going to be able to say that anymore. Look at this, Leviticus chapter 20 in verse 4. Now if the people of the land should in any way hide their eyes from the man when he gives some of his descendants to Molech and they do not kill him. Now I'm not suggesting we go kill anybody. This was the law. Someone died for us, Jesus died for us, but still you're to render a judgment between that which is right and that which is wrong. Does that make sense? So he says if you see someone offering their descendants to Molech, do you know what abortion is? It's basically the sacrifice to the Molech of of this hour. 61 million babies have been sacrificed to the God called Molech. And he's also Baal and he's known as many other. But anyway, look what he says in verse 5. Then I will set my face against that man and against his family. And I will cut him off from the people and all who go on. And and look, verse 7, consecrate yourselves and therefore... Be holy for I am the Lord your God So number one God will be watching who you vote for You vote for someone that supports abortion You support abortion I'm sorry to have to tell you that Now some people are probably not listening But that's your choice You've got to know this Forget this washing up You know mealy mouthing around I'm going to show you that scripture in a minute. Secondly, a living wage. I saw on this billboard. If you vote for this party, you're going to get a living wage. Now, I thought to myself, God, does anybody even know what that's talking about? Yeah, they th- and I felt like the Lord said, yeah, they think they're going to get free money from uh, the government. Well, they might for a while. But if you guarantee everybody a living wage... First of all, you violated the scripture. The Bible says if you don't work, you're not going to eat. Now, I'm not saying don't take care of the poor. We should absolutely. Oh, also, they want to eradicate poverty forever. Has that ever worked? The Bible says the poor you will have with you always. I guess they know more than God. You're not going to eradicate poverty. It never has worked and never will. But a living wage, it's a total disregard. You know, God's plan is to work, and work is not a curse. Universal income means that you have to, it's Robin Hood. You rob the haves, and you give to the have-nots. But what happens when the haves run out? And it always happens. You don't make, it's universal income. It's out of the pit of hell. Everybody's not going to be rich around the world universally. Everybody will be poor except a small elite group of people. Yeah, right. yeah. It always happens. It's in, all you have to do is read the book, this book, and then read history. Although they took it out of the history books. So anyway, guarantee income. Now you think about universal income. Sounds like globalism to me too, doesn't it? Sounds like the Antichrist. So anyway, and then the next thing, government-run health care. You vote for this party, you're going to get government... The church has the greatest health care program going on the planet today. And we're going to find that to be the case. He forgives all of our iniquities, and he heals all of our diseases. I don't understand it all. All I know is I'm going to believe God. And besides, you get government-run health care. What if you disagree with the folks who run the health care? What if you disagree with them politically? And they control your health care What does that mean You won't get the health care You don't agree with me You're cut off in any way So we know that's And people are falling for it Socialism, communism, and Marxism I don't know how many pastors Are talking about this But you should be Because if you don't tell the people They're going to believe What CNN told them And what CNN told them 99999999 percent is a lie Socialism and communism and Marxism, they're all cousins. They all lead to the loss of freedom. You give up your personal, private property. So really, basically, the Constitution is on the ballot. America's going to choose. Are we going to follow the Constitution? Are we going to follow what the history books tell us has failed every single time it's been tried? And millions of people have been slaughtered. In the name of Marxism. Well there's a lot more I could say. Religious freedom. Socialism is really anti-God, anti-Christ. Karl Marx was the father of communism. He said religion is the opium of the people. In other words, the people have to have a fix. So we got to do away with the fix so they'll be happy. Listen, God is not our fix. God's just the one that fixes the things that are broken. And we run to him. Well, there's much more. Now look with me in Romans chapter 1. Are you guys still with me? Some of you are saying, well, I'm glad you have to do this and not me. You've got to do it too. You've got to stand for truth. You can't just let people believe the lie. You say, well, I don't want to offend them. Okay. So you don't tell them that they... Are supporting abortion after what we read in Leviticus, and you're afraid of offending them? They're going to be greatly offended on Judgment Day, because they voted. Their bloods will be stained with the blood of 61 million children, and you're going to be afraid of offending them. Anyway, all right, Romans chapter one. I can't wait till I get to preach the word. I'm going to preach in about 25 minutes. No, no, in about three minutes, but it only lasts a few minutes. I promise you I'm not going to go too long, but I had to do this. What are you waiting for? Christmas? By Christmas it will all be settled. This nation, by Christmas it will be determined the fate of America. There will be no gifts. Anyway, that's another thing. Okay, look at this. Verse 28, Romans 1, 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... They don't want to hear what you got to say preacher God gave them over To a debased mind Now this is not the New Testament To do those things which are not fitting Being filled with all wickedness Sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness mal- Maliciousness Full of envy Murder, say murder Strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They're whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also what? approve of those who practice them do you know what your vote is it's your approval I have no idea who will listen to this but you do but I'm telling you you're going to give your approval there has never been in the history of our nation I I mean, I can only account for 60-plus years, but I'm telling you, there's never been a time where it has been so defined, heaven from hell, life from death, righteous and unrighteous, good from evil. And our cry is that you'll make the right choice because this choice will determine your children and your grandchildren's future and possibly your own destiny, eternal destiny. All of hell thought they won four years ago. They thought they won. They had it They had it in the bag. They were ready to flip the switch of America into a socialist communist nation. And God pulled the rug out from under them. Now here we are four years later. They think they got it in the bag. They got everything. Man, they have pulled off the greatest deception campaign in the history of mankind. And it's, you can see evidence of it all the time. But, I mean, they've got the media. They've got the money. They've got the men in the right place, women in the right place. they got the witches howling and cursing. they got it all except God. So the story's not over. Now look with me, 2 Kings chapter 6. Now this is an amazing story. You've got to see this. I had to see it to believe it. And anyway, I'm going to read the story. Go back and look at it. You guys with me? Everybody good? This is an amazing story. Chapter 6, verse 1. 2 Kings, chapter 6. And the sons of the prophets said to Elijah, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Then one said please consent to go with your servant And he answered I'll go with you And he went with them And when they came to the Jordan They cut down trees Now that sounds like a pretty um, You know innocent thing to do Just go and cut down some trees And if you'll look in verse 1 They had some really good intent I mean they had good motives They were going The place where they were was too small They wanted to build a larger place In other words They had In one way, you could say a kingdom vision. They wanted to enlarge. Now that's our that's our role, isn't it? We want to enlarge. We want to build. We want to plant. We want to do. How many of you want to do the will of God? You want to be about. You want to. You don't want any restriction. You don't want any restraint. You want to be able to do what God has called you to do. But a funny thing happens on the way to doing what God calls you to do. Challenges emerge. Things happen you hadn't planned on So what are you going to do? Quit? No. Let's see what happens in the story Verse 4 So when they went to him They came down and they cut trees Now here's the rest But as one was cutting down an, a tree The iron axe head fell into the water He's cutting down a tree And it slipped off Fell into the water And he cried out and said Alas Master For it was borrowed So the man of God said Where did it fall? And he showed him the place So he cut off a stick Threw it in there And he made the iron float This is an amazing story to me And therefore he said Elijah The man of God said to the sons Therefore he said pick it up for yourself So he reached out his hand And he took it Now some of you are saying how in the world Does that story relate to where we are today Can I show you There's about six things The first one is this He said in verse 6 So the man of God said Where did it fall Show me the place The first thing he needed to know is, is where that iron axe head fell into the water. Where did it fall? And I would ask you, where did our nation fall? Where did it go wrong? Show me the place. What happened that most of the young people of the nation now do not believe there is right from wrong? There is that which is true and that which is false. How did, how did that happen? How did must many Americans believe that you could kill 61 million babies in the womb and nothing, you, have, you don't have to answer for it? Yeah. That you can get away with it. It's part of the, the platform of the day. How, how did that happen? And how do we get it back? You know, if you get lost, how many of you have been lost before? You were, man, you wanted to go somewhere, you had the best intent, now this is before GPS Although the GPS sometimes lies to you Because one time I wanted to get somewhere And there was a roadblock And the GPS kept telling me to go And I kept telling the GPS I can't go, there's a roadblock But he wouldn't, he didn't know it He didn't know anything about the roadblock And then when I went away To try to get around the roadblock He kept telling me, turn around, turn around Whatever they say, you know Turn around I can't turn around. I'm trying to go around so I can get to where I need to go. And the stupid thing kept saying, turn around. But if you get lost, you need to go back to where you came from and get back on course. Get back on. I remember when I lived in Mobile, Alabama, I remember hearing the story about the chief justice. They treated him like dirt. And then he ran for president what did he run for did he run for president or governor whatever it was they made him I mean they went after him with everything they had they made, made him out to be the filthiest scum on the planet he ran for governor of Alabama he didn't run for president he ran for governor then he ran for senator or something but anyway they went after this man you know why because he was a believer for one thing, but he took a stand when he was a Supreme Court Justice in Alabama and they planted a concrete plaque or something of the Ten Commandments. Oh, how horrible, Ten, Ten Commandments. You can't let our children see, thou shalt not kill. I mean, what's that gonna do to them? That's gonna mess them up. So anyway, he had this thing, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, don't commit adultery, and I'll never forget the day they came along with a crane and jerked up that concrete. What did it weigh? It weighed way more than, it was tons or whatever. They picked it up and hauled it off. And I remember thinking, you know, God, very few people even complained about that. Nobody stood for it. No. The media blasted that man and many in the church had nothing to do with him. He stood for righteousness. And then he tried to run for office and they destroyed him. And then I thought about our schools. Do you know that Princeton and Yale and Harvard and many of those schools up in the northeast, they, they were founded to be training grounds for young men to get ready to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. That's what they were But we've fallen all off We've gotten off course Even the Moravian church now Has embraced homosexuality We had some people What about three weeks ago Saying would you pray for us We're going back This is our denomination The Moravians And we're going to try to stand for truth Would you pray That homosexuality is wrong They'll probably pay a great price But they were going to stand You know I was thinking about William Booth He was the founder of the Salvation Army And um, you can make a whole message out of this But he prophetically spoke into the hour in which we live And he said beware of certain things that were going to come He was a prophet Here's what he said Number one, beware of religion without the Holy Spirit What have we had in America? If we'd have had the Holy Spirit Do you think all of this stuff would have happened? The Holy Spirit's stronger than any demon spirit. And then he said, number two, beware of politics without God. We bought the lie that you had to separate the church from the state. You know what I call that? Malarkey. Those people that believe that know nothing about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, you don't put off in some corner and say, now you... Kingdom people, stay over there in your corner and don't bother us. That ain't the gospel. You're to be the salt of the earth. You're to be the light of the world. The kingdom is the only kingdom that's advancing, ever increasing on the earth. So we're supposed to be, just hang off in a corner somewhere and behave ourselves. No, we're not to behave ourselves. We, write, we rise up and we say, this is right and this is wrong. You tell him what Jesus said. He said, behold, men, a man, I said, a man shall leave his father and mother, father, mother, and cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now some people don't want to say that. Well, you're going to have to answer to do the one who said it first. Jesus is the one that defined it. And then he said, beware of Christianity without Christ. How can you even have... No wonder, what do we do? Leave him out, leave him out Maybe that's why he's knocking in the last day church at the door To let me come back in I have a friend of mine who, he was preaching at a church And he was preaching that text about, you know, behold I sent at the door and knocked So in the middle of his message he ran out the door And started knocking on the back door of the church Scared the people to death There was a Baptist church and he was Scared the people to death But he got his point across. And then he said, beware of salvation. How did we fall for this? Salvation without regeneration. You must be born again. You don't get saved because you walk through the doors. You don't get saved because you make a confession. Or you go in the waters. You get saved because you are born again. The old nature is passed away. All things become brand new. You don't take the world with you. You get changed. You're delivered out of darkness, transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love. What happened to that kind of preaching? You must be born again. You say, well, I know a lot of good stuff in this hour. You are, the best thing is make sure you're born again. And then he said... Now this is I know how this came He said beware of forgiveness without repentance We allow people to believe Hey you want some fire insurance Just walk down the aisle Without repenting The gospel couldn't be more plain Jesus said repent ye therefore Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand Repent Repent means to change your mind And you change your direction. You say, well, I know the governor says that marriage is between two men. But God said that marriage is between a man and a woman. Therefore, I'm not going to follow that governor or that whoever that is. I'm following the word of God. You make a choice. you got to choose. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Either you serve those men or you serve the, the king of kings. Anyway, you've got to repent. And then he said, beware of heaven without hell. That's right. You know, when I read those scriptures in the Bible, that it tends to believe hellfire and brimstone is in the scripture. I always say, yeah, God, it's still there. It's still in the book. Now I know modern-day American gospel threw it out. But I'm telling you, there's still a hell. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. But you're going to choose where you're going to go. You know, it's really interesting. Jesus said, not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Lord, don't you know you could offend people by saying that? He said, narrow is the way that leads to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many that go in by it. For narrow is the way and difficult. And there are few that find it. You know, Jesus, you're going to have to change your tune. In this hour, all roads. I got a letter this week from somebody setting me straight. They said, did you not know all roads lead back home? No, they don't. They don't. No. I I only know one road. Take me back home after this is over with. Now I can go way around, it take a long time, but ultimately i got to end back up on that road. There's only one way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There's not two or three or four or five ways. There's one way. One way, America. One way only. Jesus is the way. You know, Now, this was really good. In the parables, there were three things that kept the seed that was sown from bearing fruit. Actually, there are four things in that context. I'll share. But you remember what they were. First of all, the seed was sown. The word was heard. What happened? The wicked one showed up. The wicked. Listen, you have to draw near to God and resist the devil. He's not going to flee from you. He's not going to volunteer. In this hour to flee from America either It ain't going to happen He's not going to say oh Oh you guys Yeah there's one guy There's a few guys preaching I think I'm going to go back to hell where I belong No you got to send him back to hell where you gotta, you got to tell him where to go Resist the devil And he'll flee from you And there's a lot of people doing it In this hour That's why I have confidence Secondly, when anyone sows or hear the word Tribulation and persecution come Now that's what they didn't tell us about very much Because to enter the kingdom We will enter the kingdom through much Tribulation They didn't tell you about that, did they? Jesus said You take up your cross Daily Taking up your cross means you have to die to yourself. Anyway, tribulate, you know, I, really, I heard this many years ago because I've wondered about it. Lord, I hear about the persecution going on in Korea and China, but I don't see it in America. And you know what? I, it could be that our greatest persecution has been that there's been little persecution. Did you hear what I said? It became too easy to believe. Or not to believe. I'll let you chew on that one later. And then the next thing was the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of the world. Remember, come in. Boy, has the devil done a good job at sowing the cares of the world. Entertainment. 24 hours a day, ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN2, ESPN3, ESPNP. You can go wherever. It's all been there to distract the cares of the world. And then the deceitfulness of riches. And then there's one more thing. That's in the next chapter. Most people would miss it, but the next chapter says... That the seed was sown And while he slept The enemy came in And sowed tares among the wheat Now I'm just going to tell you something And then we'll see if it happens The enemy has sown tares Among the wheat In the American Christian scene And God's about to take care of it You should read the rest of that parable So as not to offend anyone I won't tell you but what the Lord said is he's gonna gather the tares in bundles and burn them. That's in the New Testament. It's not the God I know. Well you don't know the God of the Bible. That's been one of the problems in America. God has a plan. Secondly, okay now I'm gonna go quick. You with me? Everybody with me? You forgive me. Everybody forgive me for going where maybe Because I've just got to go Because this story When I read it I thought Lord how in the world Is that story going to relate to where we are right now That's stuff I ask I ask the Lord How does this fit Secondly it wasn't properly attached The iron head Was not properly attached Somebody wasn't doing the basic Maintenance Now think about this If you're going to follow Jesus There's maintenance it's not just okay i'm going to trust him one time and then that's the end of it yes i understand the initial born again but you got to keep reading the word he said how will you know my disciples because my word dwells in them and they dwell in my word they abide in my word you gotta keep reading the bible you don't just come around well he'll tell me what i need to know on sunday morning that ain't going to work at all. you got to know the word of God. David said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. you got to stand on the word. How are you going to fight the devils? What if they close them all down? And you're all alone, you and your family. Then you're going to declare to your family, we're going to stand on the word of God. This is our hope. His word is where I will state my case But there's some maintenance Prayer Fellowship Now that's one that's gone out the window I don't know It's going to be really interesting You know they, If they get their way You know what's coming They're going to shut the churches down again That's what the goal is If they get their way And I feel like the Lord said, now, no, no, please, I understand. Shirley's father's 85 years old and he's dealing with COVID. We're not saying it's not real. We're not saying to take precaution. We're not saying to be wise. The things they're telling you to be precautious, most of it is absolutely unscientific. <laughs> Birth... It's abs- Anyway, I got to not go there. Any of you ever feel like you go crazy by looking at things going on in the world? You st- God, how could people believe? But anyway, I felt like the Lord said, if it happens again, then you will really know those that follow me. And it ain't going to be the masses, not initially. Now there's a harvest coming But there's going to be many people Ain't going to want anything to do with it When it comes again And then there'll be others that'll rise up And they'll say No I will not forsake the assembling Today It's not COVID that scared a lot of people away A lot of people just don't want to come Because they don't like the people that meet there I don't like those folks God what do you think he's saying? Well, I don't, okay, so you don't have to hang around with them. No, the Lord gets you to hang around people that you don't like, so you'll learn how to love. You'll learn how to take up your cross. There are some people get offended and they're gone. Yeah. If you're going to survive in this hour, you can't let offenses drive you away from the people God's called you to be with. God's not going to entrust you In this hour with a call from heaven It ain't going to happen But anyway I'm not going to go there I said I was going to behave Okay so it sunk No this is the third thing The fact was it sunk The iron head Off that axe Sunk And if I did it today You know what would probably happen It would sink And I just feel like the Lord said, you need to tell the people, America has sunk. America is under the water. There is no hope without God. There is no other remedy. Your plans will not work. Your schemes are over. Your ideas, your opinions, it doesn't matter. America has sunk. And only God can resurrect us in this hour. It's only God. There's no hope without Him. The Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Some people say, yeah, but America, God, you need us. Don't you know what we've done for you? Sin is a reproach to any people. Some people think God needs us. He he loves us. That's the difference. And He wants to use America again. But he'll raise up others He doesn't have to have America But he wants to use us And then the fourth thing He cried out to his master What are we doing in this hour? If you haven't Listen if you're setting this one out Get ready to apologize To your children and grandchildren In the days to come You cannot set this battle out This is war We are at war in America, it is not being fought yet on battlefields, but it's being fought in the battlefield of the spirit, and this is the time to engage. Get involved in prayer. get involved in fasting. Find out about some of these prayer meetings that are going with Franklin Graham and the one was it Lance Walnow's calling a meeting you know uh, there in Washington. Just get involved. Get around with people in your neighborhood. Say, "Look, man. We're going after it Let's pray He said whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven This is a time You can pray things that are as bold As you've ever wanted to pray them before And you, you may see them answered You know some of you are thinking Well are these prayers actual, actually Biblical It's the way I look at it Pray it anyway and if you miss it God will forgive you and he'll tell you He'll straighten you out later on Just bind it God, I bind in the name of Jesus. These voter frauds, you know how many votes have already been created? I was on the phone with a group from Houston, Texas. They said they've already found 700,000 fraudulent votes because they know if they can take Houston, they can take Texas. And if they take Texas, they'll take America. So they're trying to get to the Texas Supreme Court to show them the evidence that the votes had been balloted. What do they call it? Harvest balloting. I never heard of such a thing. Harvest balloting? What do you do? Going fishing for votes? So they created. They found 700,000 votes lying off somewhere. So just pray. Pray with me. God, let, let it get to the Supreme Court. God, in the name of Jesus, I bind every wicked judge that would stand between them and the Supreme Court of Texas. Lord, we cast them down. God, let them have no authority. You have all authority. Let truth. Listen, we don't want to cheat. We don't want to cheat. The church does not want to cheat. We only want the truth. We want integrity. God's not going to bless your cheating. He will bless integrity. God, we want integrity in the elections today. Pray that prayer. Man, we got to get serious. Get on your face. Well, anyway, there's a few more things. I'm just letting it rip. You know that scripture in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 9? No, you don't remember it, but I preached on it a few times here. And it especially fit when we were facing this pandemic. And still, I mean, anyway, I'm not going to go there now, but... Anyway that scripture says if, if a plague comes or judgment comes or pestilence or famine or anything We will stand before God in this temple and we will cry out to your name And we will know that you will hear and you will answer It's still the antidote for the hour The antidote is not listen I'm all for voting But voting is not the answer The answer is almighty God We got to cry out to the master He's the only one that can fix this thing From here on out Does that make sense You've heard that old saying Well they You know you got to pray Nothing else to do now but pray That's true I know it's foolish Why didn't you pray it to begin with But now it's really 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 true There ain't no other hope no politician's going to bring us back. Then the next thing, it was borrowed. That ax was borrowed. How does that fit with the story? Because if you look it up, if you borrowed something and you lost it, or you borrowed an oxen or a cow or a sheep, and it died while you had it in your possession, you had to make up for it. You had to return what was lost or stolen or died. How does that fit with us? This nation has We are stewards Of the freedoms that have been passed on to us I don't know how many of you I mean your fathers Your grandfathers Some of you I'm sure Had relatives that died In wars past They died Not so that we could Squander freedom But that we could preserve the freedom They passed it on if we're going to pass it on to the next generation We're going to have to fight for it Now when I say that I'm wondering if I really mean that Because will I fight for it? And I'm telling you I will I'm with you I'm with you What does it profit a man if he gains a whole world? If he loses his own soul? Jesus said there's no Greater love than this, than one would lay down his life. And there may come a time we have to lay down our lives. You say, well, that's foreign to Scripture. No, you quoted it earlier. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And then most of the charismatic church stopped right there. That's it. Oh, don't go any further. And they loved not their lives. Even unto death. So we got to be good stewards. And then the sixth thing. Look in verse 6. Almost finished. Say almost. Believe me. I'm more in favor of the almost than you know. Cause, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what he says. Look in verse 6. So the man of God said. The man of God said that's what struck me the man of God said you know what we need in this hour more men of God that will say what God is saying and less of what their own opinion is less of what people want to hear just tickle me tickle my ears give me that which makes me feel good about myself no the man of God said we need men and women that will be sons and daughters of the living God in this hour And you know the scripture talks about that Because some people think I've heard prophecies you know No 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 that's not what Saddu prophesied He put some scales on the pulpit Which means things were hanging in the balance We didn't get to hear the end of it But he said There's, you have to choose You have to make a choice Which way the God that you will follow in this hour because we have to do things Do you know that the Bible says I know the earth belongs to the Lord but, Or the world But the earth belongs to the sons of men right. Yes You and I have a responsibility You and I it's, I know God is moving I'm not one of those that says Well God doesn't do anything No he's doing plenty But he's doing it through you and through me How is he going to have hands today if we don't surrender our hands? How is he going to have legs unless we give him our legs and we follow him? How is he going to have a mouth? Now we know he has the word. You can just read the word and it's not bad. But he's using you and me to speak, thus saith the Lord. Now I appreciate Brother Sadu, but I don't think the foreign foreigners are going to be able to fix the mess we're in right now. It's going to be us, those of us that were born in this nation. It's only those that arise up and be the people of God, be the men of God that He's called us to be. And then the last thing. Yes, no, two more. You guys with me? I don't want to forget anyway. He made it float. What kind of story is this? So anyway, the, the axe head sinks to the bottom of the Jordan River. So Elijah goes over and gets a stick. Did he break it? Yeah, he broke it. Throws it in. And the axe head floats to the top. I would have liked to have seen that. Because I, I would have been, in other words... How many of you would confess it is impossible for an iron axe head to rise up out of the water on its own? Anybody, everybody agree that that's the most, it ain't going to happen? You, well, you could stand there all day and wait for that. I'm going to wait for this. Go try it this afternoon. Go throw a big rock in the water and just stand there and just wait till it rises. It ain't going to happen. So what's the, what's the point? It's a supernatural. It's the spirit of the living God that caused that axe head to come out of that, that float to the top of that river. The only hope for America is a supernatural move of a holy, mighty, awesome God that said the things that are impossible with man are possible with me. That's it. That's it. And we gotta go after him with all of our heart and believe That he can cause America that has sunk to rise again. If that's his will. Depends on where we are in history. If we're in the book of Revelation. All this is going to become known here pretty soon. Because they're going to want you to receive some mark. It's going to get interesting from here on out. What if you've been chosen to live during that time? We've always felt like, well this is for those guys later, later, later. Maybe, maybe, maybe But my hope is That God's going to cause the nation to rise again Because here's the last point And if he didn't want me to hear the last point He would not have given it to me Look in this, verse 6 and 7 So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place So he cut off a stick And he threw it in there And he made the iron float Therefore he, Elijah The man of God said Pick it up for yourself and so he reached out his hand and he took it now who is who was he speaking to to pick it up the sons of the prophets the next generation it wasn't elijah that would pick it up he said no the generation to come i'm bringing this axe head out of the water so the generation the sons of the prophets will pick it up and do the will of god they'll pick up the mantle where is the Lord God of Elijah? I'm telling you he's raising up a generation Where is the Lord God of Billy Graham and Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin And all of those great men I'm telling you he's here And he's waiting for a generation to pick it up And run with it So that's what gives me hope That it's not over with It's not We're not going into a dark, dark winter, as one of the candidates said the other night. It ain't going to get darker. I've read, yeah, it's going to get darker where he lives, in a basement. It's going to get lighter, though. Darkness will cover the earth, but the glory of the Lord will fall on you. Let me tell you, I'm not looking to hide in a basement. I'm looking to radiate with the glory of God all over this earth. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord Will cover the earth To me it's an absolute disgrace To actually have nominated someone like that And I'm not being political Yes I am but it's okay When I think of the men The statesmen Anyway Okay I'm coming back down now I'm coming by I'm not going there Lord I don't mean to be bad No I do I want to be a little bad in this house I mean to be bad Peter struck off the ear You'll put it back on Anyway We need help We need help We need help here We need help here We need help We need help Everybody got the story It's the most amazing story. So you go back and think about that ax head. The key is it rose, and a generation picked it up. That, to me, gives great hope for the hour. Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you. Stories like this ax head come alive when the Spirit of God breathes upon your word. Thank you for the Logos, but thank you when it becomes Rama and comes alive god thank you for this hour that you called us everyone in this room thank you god we're not those that are retreating into the back corners we're those that are rising up you said arise and shine for your light has come and lord we thank you there is a remnant we see it happening there's a people All over this land, they are arising and shining at a time when we most needed the church to arise. God, we thank you. It's not over. It's not the end of the story. There's another chapter that's going to be read for this nation. And God, I thank you that people in this hour are going to choose that which is life over that which is death. That which is holy from that which is unholy. And Father, I thank you, you're going to deal with that which we can't do anything about. God, there are things happening, they're greater than us, but they're not greater than you. We thank you for the miracle working power of God, that nothing is impossible with our God, nothing. We don't care how many votes they've engineered, we thank you, it's heaven's vote that most matters of all. And, Lord, we want to line up with you in this hour. And we want to declare over our nation, Jesus is king. And we declare that over the nations of the earth. There is no God like our God in the year 2020. And we thank you you're going to show yourself strong to the people whose hearts are loyal to you. Now, Lord, we need men in God. We need men of God. We need women of God. Lord, I'm asking you to raise them up again all over the earth stand up against the the things that we know are out of the pit of hell and declare that our God reigns one more time on planet earth. And I thank you for the harvest. Because Lord, if I understand, that's probably why there's going to be the things that are going to happen because there's many people that have yet to come to Jesus Christ in this hour. And you died that all men might be saved. You said it's your will that none should perish But that all would come to repentance And if you're watching Or if you're in this room You've never called on Jesus This is the hour To call upon him Whatever nation you're in Wherever you are I'm telling you you just watching by a, your cell phone Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Shall be saved You call upon him And then you get in touch with us And we'll share We'll send some Information with you and how to begin your journey on the right course. But God bless you. Thank you Lord.